Now we're getting to the bottom of everything. It's time for Mother Angelica. I mean, that's awesome. Answering the call. Answering the call. This world is no place for Catholic chickens. Answering the call. You call that a failure? I call it a great success. Here's Father Joseph and Doug Keck. And welcome. It's EWTN's chaplain, Father Joseph Mary Wolf, and myself, Doug Keck, together again for another episode of Mother Angelica Answering the Call, the weekly program that features our foundress at her spiritual best and responding to the calls of concern from viewers of her classic live TV shows over the years back in the 80s and the 90s. Always great to be with you, Father. And you too. And of course, Mother was a contemplative nun. And so we're interested, how did she talk about prayer? And so we're going to hear from Mother on a couple of these uh, segments about prayer. Yes, we've got Get Your Own Soul in Order. Good, good decision. God is not a slot machine, though we wish he was, I think, sometimes. <laughs> a prayer for healing. And also, to kick things off, as you mentioned, Father, love Jesus for himself alone. That's really mm-hmm. tough for a lot of people. And a number of people say, you know, that I'm just so distracted or I have, you know, I go to mass or if I'm going to adoration, I'm thinking, worrying about what I have to do or even what I'm going to eat, you know, those sorts of things enter our minds. And what I will often say is that turn your distractions into prayers. So if you're worried about something, bring that into your prayer to the Lord. Ask him for light, for a solution to help take the next step toward a resolve in this particular situation. If you have something demanding that you have to do later that day, ask the Lord's blessing upon that. And if you do that, then you're able to let it go and enter more deeply into prayer. It's also interesting because so many times we talk about, and Mother talks about the idea that, you know, go to the Blessed Sacrament, go in prayer, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll get some healing, you'll get some reinforcement. But she makes the point that that's not the reason you go there. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? you're going there to worship our Lord, you might get some consolation, but there are times when you're not, Mm -hmm. and you shouldn't be doing it because this is your fix, so to speak. I always remember something Father Groeschel said once. He said, a lot of prayer is just showing up. (laughs) (laughs) And so showing up is saying, here I am, Lord. I'm listening. I'm thirsting. I'm waiting. I'm longing. I want to be with you. And so that's like Mother is saying, we're here for him. I want to be with him. Mother Teresa, or Mother Teresa, she said, he longs for you, he waits for you, he thirsts for you. Right, and I think as Mother talks about here, that idea of showing up and saying, as you said, Father, Jesus, I'm here. I don't really have much to say. Mm-hmm. I'm here to listen. And I think probably more of us should spend more time listening than talking at times, even in prayer. There are times, and we've talked about this earlier, about we're just worn out, we're just tired from the day or beat up or disappointed in something and just sit there before the Lord. And rest and be revived. Let's see what Mother has to say about loving Jesus for himself alone. We have a call. Hello? Hello. Hi, where are you from? Modesto, California, Mother. Wonderful. What's your question? Oh, praise Jesus. I got through to you. (laughs) Thank you. Mother, talking about impatience, I guess I'm being impatient. I go before the Blessed Sacrament at the Adoration Chapel in, at St. Joseph's Parish here in Modesto. I have a 42-year-old daughter who's bipolar, and I visit asking our Lord, you know, to help her go through this trying time. But I sit there like you tell us all the time, just sit sometimes and just listen. 
And I guess maybe as a 60-year-old woman, 68-year-old person, I keep thinking I'm going to really hear voices, but I, I know I'm not. But I, yeah. I feel... <laughs> But I just feel, I sit there and my mind wanders to everything else outside of the chapel, my worries, my children, everything, and I try to focus. And I know I'm there and he's happy I'm there, but I just don't have the feeling like I'm there. We have to join the rest of the world, honey. You see, in the spiritual life, in prayer life, for one thing, to anyone who wants to be closer to Jesus, who wants to know Jesus, who wants to love Jesus, who wants to be holy. Those are wonderful desires implanted by the Holy Spirit. We can't even have those without God. We're a big fat hole in a donut without God. So now, we have to know that I have to love God for himself alone. If you sat down in prayer before the Blessed Sacrament every time you went there, why would you go? You would go to be consoled. You would say, oh, I feel so good every time I'm in front of the Blessed Sacrament. I'm going back. Well, sure you're going back because you felt good. Jesus wants you to love him for himself alone. Jesus loved the Father intensely from the first moment he stood before Pilate. When he stood before Herod, the hypocrite, the liar, the deceiver, he wouldn't even answer him. He stood there before the Father when Pilate said, answer me, don't you know I can crucify you or release you? And Jesus looked at him and said, No, you have no power over me, except it is given to you from above. My father would give me legions of angels if I asked him. But now this is your time. And Pilate said, Oh, you're a king that you have said. Our Lord went that far to accept the Father's will. So all the problems that you have outside those church doors, all the frustrations and the heartaches and the disappointments are all part of a plan and the hand of God to make you holy. To make you holy by accepting it with love. Is it easy? Oh, no. Heaven does not come cheap. Only hell does. But you remember that. Heaven does not come cheap. Only hell does. And so the next time you stand there or kneel before the Blessed Sacrament, say, hi, Jesus, I'm, I'm here don't have much to say. In fact, I don't know what to say. Do you mind if I just sit here? I just want to be with you. I don't expect anything. I don't particularly want anything. 
just would like to be here, if you don't mind. I think that kind of prayer would be so pleasing to God. So pleasing to God. Because you're there for Him. See, you're not thinking of yourself at all. And you're doing that. That's the beautiful part of, what, of your question. You are doing that. Be happy with that. Don't think that he's angry with you. Oh, goodness, no. <laughs> we can't judge God by ourselves. We get angry over nothing. <laughs> he doesn't do that. He loves you. You're depending on feeling. See? Well, you could have a good pot of spaghetti and have a good feeling. <laughs> I would. But that's not God, you see. Feeling good, I don't think he felt good at all this season. And when he said, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they do. Oh, hey, boy, all of you that have a hard time forgiving, read that. Not only did he forgive those who crucified him, he excused them. Think about it. You're okay. Just go and sit there. And we continue on with our program and a topic about getting your soul in order. Life is tough. It is for so many people, so many really big heartaches. And each of us has to present ourselves before God. Mother said, we each drag our own carcass to market, right? <laughs> Which means we go alone. And so we love others. We want their salvation. But we talked uh, on another time about the eternal now, you know, right. that all things are present to God now. So we still can pray for those who are deceased. And we trust that he would give them everything possible for their salvation. And the idea is mother's counsels here, this idea that y y y you're praying for your husband who's passed on, who we divorced from, you know, and our Lord has seen those prayers and continues to say those prayers. So you do what you can. But at the end of the day, mm -hmm. as you indicated what mother said, we all make our own, ch our own choices. Yes. We can't make the choice for anybody else. So we assist them with our prayers by all means. We do. We try to counsel them to follow the Lord. But ultimately, everyone, your children, your parents, your relatives, they all have to make their own choice before God. Right. So you've got to make sure you get your own soul in order. We have another call. Hello? Yes, Mother. Where are you from? I'm from uh, Louisiana. My name is Debbie. What is your question? Uh, I have kind of an unusual situation, Mother. Um, I went back to my church about... A, a, it was a year ago, June. Um, I'm ashamed to say I didn't most of my Catholic life uh, practice my religion. And Our Lady led me back knowing I would need her a lot. And my husband left me in April. Uh, then on the Feast of Our Lady of the Holy Rosary, on October 7th, he passed away 10 days before we were to be divorced. Hmm. And I still loved him very much. I'm worried about two things. I'm desperately worried about his soul, and I'm also desperately worried about whether or not he was able to forgive me for anything that might have occurred that made him want to divorce me. And you have a lot of insight. You've helped a lot of people. Me, by the way, over the last few months, a lot. Yeah, well, I, I, 
you're worried about something that's impossible to solve right now. You have to understand that God, all these years, obviously, you have been praying for him if he was an atheist. God sees all those prayers. I'm sure that he would have given him the opportunity to repent and to say, I believe. Uh, and if you focus this season especially on the child Jesus, he came as a child so we would have no fear. If I were you between now and first of the year, I would go to the child Jesus and tell him, take care of him. We don't know in this life. Nobody can say where he went. And many people say they're at the atheists, but there's something in their heart they know. If he died hating God, well then obviously he made a choice, a wrong choice. But Jesus saw your prayers before he died and he sees your prayers now. He saw your heart then, and he sees your heart now. He took all of that and gave your husband, I'm sure, the grace to say, I believe and I'm sorry. We don't know. I would not torment yourself with those kind of questions. Your husband made a choice, and it was his choice. I would pray for him. I wouldn't stop praying for him. I wouldn't write him off, because we don't know. But I wouldn't allow it to occupy your mind and obsess your thoughts. When he saw Jesus, and if he was saved, if he repented, Anything you did to him would not be of any consequence. We, we don't carry all of this load of weaknesses and failures to heaven. We don't even carry him to purgatory. What we carry is the result and the effects of those sins on our soul. And then we have to be purified. I would pray for him. You know, you don't know. Don't write him off. Say, Jesus, if his soul is saved, I pray for him. Say a rosary. We don't know. Say, you weren't there when he died. You were separated some months. And I, I would just thank our dear Lord that you weren't divorced, that you didn't have to go through that. And I would start to live your own life. You become holy now. You spend more time with the Lord. You read a little bit on the spiritual life. Get your own soul in order. That part of your life is gone. You can't bring it back. There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio.
Let's return to Mother Angelica. Answering the call. With Father Joseph and Doug Kecht on EWTN Radio. And thank you so much for staying with us for part two of Mother Angelica Answering the Call with Doug Keck and Father Joseph Mary Wolf. And uh, you're a gambler, aren't you there, Father? Because this <laughs> one's about God is not a slot machine. Were you disappointed to hear that? Mother has some of her rare moments here, and you're going to have a few laughs with this segment as uh, she has her way of just putting things quite directly, <laughs> but quite humorously as well. But also to get the point across, right? that God is our Father, that he's not some machine that if we put in the right novena, the right order of our prayers, then we're going to get what we want. No, he's a Father who has our ultimate good in mind. And sometimes he says no, sometimes sometimes he says not yet, or wait, this is helping you to grow in holiness. And then other times he answers in the way we ask. It's interesting because Mother used to go out to the to the conventions. <laughs> you know, she's told all those stories over the years with the Playboy Channel and mm-hmm. other things like this. The idea of going out to Las Vegas, where one of them was, and the ladies running off, <laughs> to, going right to the slot machines that are sitting in the middle of the airport, mm-hmm. and and you know that that image, like she says, you know, where so many times we we want to believe that, like you said, if I do this, mm-hmm. this, and this, and this, then I will get that, and it doesn't work that way. No, we again, we have to see that God's Father, our Father. And so we trust him. We trust his providence. And he always answers. He always does. He either gives us, what, uh, gives us what we're asking or something better. That's what the catechism says. Or something better that he sees is ultimately going to be for our eternal welfare. Right, even though it, uh, the jackpot may not be so obvious to us at the time. But in reflection, it will be. Remember, God is not a slot machine. We have another call. Hello? Hello? Hi, where are you from? You, you New Jersey? Good. What's your question? My question is that I lost my wife four years ago, and I never said the rosary in my life. Now I say it three, four times a day, and I don't get no answers. So why should I keep praying? Imagine what you'd be if you did stop praying. <laughs> you can't use God, sweetheart, like a thing you get something from, you know. Did you ever go to Las Vegas? I hope not, but... <laughs> I went there at a convention, a cable convention one time. I got off of the, the, the airplane, and, and they were slot machines all the way. Woo! way out. You know who was out all of them? These old ladies. <laughs> they got off that plane and shot at those slot machines. I thought they got one foot in the grave and one foot on a slot machine. Well, let me tell you, what this got to do with the question, right? Well, the question is, why don't I get an answer when I pray? God is not a slot machine. You don't go to God's sweetheart just to get something. You go to Jesus to give something. Say to him next time you go, Jesus, you know, I miss my wife a lot. I come to you for comfort. Go to our lady. She's a woman. She lost her son like you lost your wife. 
If your wife could talk to you now, she'd tell you, don't grieve for me. Take care of yourself. Stay with Jesus and Mary. We'll see again the fruit of their love for it. Your husband, your wife still loves you. She waits for you to go there. And she waits until God's will. That's why you're waiting a little bit. Don't be discouraged. God always, always, always gives us what we need when we need it. Why don't you go to chapel or in your bedroom or in your living room and just talk to him? Have you ever said, I love you, Lord? He needs your comfort. There are statues and crucifixes all over the world crying. What are they trying to tell us? They're not playing games. What are they trying to tell us? They're trying to tell us how sorrowful they are that we waste so much time. So much time. That we sin. You know what I believe? I believe in this whole world, this whole world, the world itself, with all the tornadoes and floods and volcanoes, earthquakes. I think the world is disgusted with the evil upon it. We kill babies before they're born, and as they're being born, we kill them by taking out their brains and giving them to doctors at $900 a piece for people who have brain diseases. Well, I think nature itself is going too much. The blood upon it is too much, too much. And the next time you pray, think about that. And say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lord. We've lost our way. All of us, we've lost our way. And closing out this week's program of Mother Angelica Answering the Call is a caller asking for a prayer for healing. I think a lot of people could use that. And a lot of people look for that too, and rightfully so. That sometimes uh, people can diminish prayer of petition as a lesser form of prayer, but it really isn't. That it's saying, I'm your child, God, and I'm coming to you with this particular burden and need that I'm carrying, and I'm coming to you with trust. And so I'm bringing to you this need, this health problem, this family problem, whatever it may be, that when we come with that kind of attitude, it's really a beautiful, powerful prayer that we're coming to our Father with trust. 
and I think what uh, is so powerful, Mother talks about in the idea of, of asking the Lord for a healing like this, but many times, as you know, from uh, from lords and mm-hmm. other things like that, so many of the healings are really more spiritual than they are physical. Everyone receives a healing of the heart. I love that saying about lords, and I think it's true. And even some people have come to accept their particular conditions that weren't physically healed, but they came to a greater peace about it and were able to offer it more uh, with a greater surrender. Right. And uh, she turned to Mother Angelica for a prayer for healing. We have another call. Hello? Hello? Hello, Sister Angelica. I love you. I love you, too. And I watched your program the other day about trials and tribulations. And I'm, I'm tribulating along with my husband. He's in the hospital with pulmonary edema, and he had a heart attack. Oh. And I'd love for you and your audience to pray for him and for me. Yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's say a prayer that our Lord will heal those lungs and take away all that water and give you strength and courage and hope. Lord God, we just present this man to you and his wife in this trial. And we ask that all that water may be removed and he may breathe well, a breath of new life air that this comes fresher to his lungs because you are all powerful Lord and we have no one but you without you we do nothing where you are the author of everything in our life so we ask Lord that this healing may come about in the name of Jesus and through the power of Mary our Holy Mother For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.